episode of the Adeptus Ridiculous Podcast. My name is DK Diamantes. His name is Bricky. And oh boy, I'm pretty sure it's the Raven Guard. Watch me be wrong. But before I am, if you enjoy today's episode and you want to maybe support the podcast, head over to patreon.com slash Adeptus Ridiculous where you can get access to the bloopers if they happen, the Discord, the $15 tier will get you access to all of our posters in sweet HD uh, fashion. And yeah, it's a great time. Patreon.com slash Adeptus Ridiculous. Bricky, tell them about all you need to tell them about. Will do. Uh, if you would like to check out the awesome Halloween merchandise, you can go to Orchidate.com. Link in the description. It is all kinds of awesome stuff, and it's only around until the end of October, except for the hat and the little lord. Those will stick around. But all of the awesome glow-in-the-dark stuff, the sweatpants, hoodies, and zip-ups all are available uh, until the end of October. So snag those while you can. Also, if you'd like, we are having a massive sale on the objective mats. The wonderful packs of objective mats uh, as well. They are going to be 50% off for the foreseeable future. It is a huge Mm. discount if you want to get yourself some more objective mats either just for fun, for friends, for your local gaming group, or for yourself. Check them out, all of them, in the description. You can find them in the mat section on the uh, main website. And then uh, Reed Eisenhorn. Pretty pretty baller coasters, too, if you don't care about the tabletop. True. There's some big coasters, but you can always use it for like a jug or something. Yeah, or just a big-ass coaster for your coffee. Or just that. Yeah. All right, so check it all out. <laughs> Link in the description. DK, uh, yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> what could it be? What no, could I don't know. I don't know. Do you have a quote? No. Do you have a quote for me? Not really. You just make up a quote so I can say Raven Garden be right for a change. My name is Guy. I think it's the Raven Guard, Bricky. I'm going to take a wild guess and say today's episode is the Raven Guard. I'm absolutely shook. I I, I cannot believe he got it. <laughs> Incredible. That was a great quote, Bricky, by the way. I was kind of, a part of me was hoping you'd just be like, yeah, uh, the quote for today is caw caw nevermore. I, I am Guy, 19th Legion. <laughs> Here I am, Guy of the 19th Legion. Look at my emo swoosh. My emo swoosh. Swoosh. Uh, uh, yeah, so Raven Guard. So, so last week was Corvus, Corax. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and now we're doing Raven Guard. And uh, you know, it's it's a fun one. I I think before back in the day, I kind of preferred the Primarch episodes over the Legion episodes. But mm-hmm. I think I, I think I've swapped. I think I've been uh-huh. enjoying the Legion episodes more than the Primarch episodes as of lately. Because it's nice to see how they've changed over time from their initial inception. I imagine for this episode, too, it's probably more enjoyable because Corvus Corax didn't have a lot of lore, right? There's, you know, there's not, not a whole lot to him. Like, he's still cool. And all this stuff with, you know, being mutated into demon bird is is, is cool. But there wasn't a whole lot. And I imagine with uh, the actual faction... There's a lot more to go off of, you know? Well, I mean, uh, as Shy puts uh, very eloquently, uh, quote, you assholes still manage to run your mouths for over an hour. Yeah, cry about it. Why don't you? Dancing lizard gif. There you um, go. My man. I love that. I, I love that gif. It's like um, my favorite meme to throw around now. Raven Guard is interesting, though, because I don't think they have the same detriment that they haven't changed a lot from their heresy counterparts. Um, oh. there there is still change, but it's not it's not so much. It's really not as much. Um, I, I must say, I find I find them to be still interesting, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's a lot more about what they represent. Like when we talked about the Iron Hands, it was this really interesting world about how they are going and, and debilitating to this much more like all iron flesh's weakness and Ferris Manus would be so upset with them. Yeah, how they got ahead of themselves. And the Sorry, and then, I can't help myself. 
And then there's of course the uh, the other variant, which would be um, the like the Dark Angels that went just full on into this hyper schizophrenic paranoia about everything and everyone. Mm-hmm. So and, you know and how the Blood Angels changed, right? They 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 got a little bit of a change after the uh, heresy. Just <laughs> A smidge, yeah. Just a little itty-bitty change for those blangles, you know? Just a tiny little insignificant, you know. Just a little change. Just a little change. It wasn't a big change, just a little change. It was a very big change. <laughs> it was the biggest change. Also, if we ever do a, a, a chaos uh, thing, we should do j- just a little change and have, like, little zinch guy. Oh, that, oh that's a good one. I like Like that. a lord a of change. change. Yeah, it'd be good. Um, but the Raven Guard are less of a faction that really had a whole bunch of differences from their their upbringing to the end. Uh, and I think that kind of goes – their fall is, like, different. Um, they have a different kind of fall in a different kind of way. Uh, there's the Gene Seed problem, which is one. But I think it's, like, a social dilemma. Oh wow! Really? the The emo faction has a social dilemma. Okay. Not what I meant. Never saw it. I never saw it coming. Cue the Persona Five music. Oh yeah, I got that reference. I hey, get that look reference. At you. Well done. Nepasigitko. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a that's a good one. Um. So, Ra- the Raven Guard, as uh, as we have discussed uh, already, they are the nineteenth legion. Uh, their homeworld, Deliverance, Fortress Monastery, the Raven Spire. Current chapter master is K Van Shrike with his cool hair. And his jetpack. That's my boy. That's, that's your boy. That's the guy. I keep forgetting his name. I, and every time I have to be like, hey, Bricky, who's the guy with the jetpack and the emo swoosh that I like so much? It's him. That's, that's good old K Van Shrike. Uh, Battle Cry is a Victoris at Mortis, which is victory or death. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing too overly fancy pantsy about it. Um, but it's it's fun to talk about a lot of the Ra- Raven Guard's culture because I think that is one of their biggest things that gives them a whole lot of intrigue more than anything. Okay. Um, and uh, oh yeah, there, there's also emo Shrike, but with a helmet on, so he's less less emo looking. Hey, he still looks really great. Yeah, he I, does I, look really. Cool. Look, all you gotta do to get me on board with your faction is have gigantic, cool-looking jetpack, and I am in. And the Raven Guard have that in spades. So the good old Raven Guard are still not one of the largest, uh, one of the largest chapters. Uh, after getting <laughs> ground pounded into the dirt uh, during Istvan Five, and then suffering horrible <laughs> issues with their gene seat afterwards. Yeah, um, I was gonna say any any space marine faction that managed to get away from the drop site massacre is probably not going to have uh, massive numbers and are probably not in a great spot afterwards. While true, other factions I think got a little bit larger than them. Like I would imagine the Salamanders are at a higher strength than the Raven Guard currently are. Oh, that's um, right. The Salamanders were there, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, there, there was there were quite a few people who got their ass yeah. beat. I keep forgetting the salamanders were there. Salamanders were there. The, I don't know how you could forget that, but I, yeah, I don't either. For some reason, it never dawns on me that the salamanders were there. Salamanders, Raven Guard, and uh, an Iron Hands were the the. Wait, I'm missing one, aren't I? I feel like you are. Although <laughs> I guess the Iron Hands got okay numbers afterwards, didn't they? They kind of they kind of regrouped from the drop site massacre pretty well, and I guess so did the salamanders. Am I for, am I forgetting one or were those the three main faction that factions that got bodied? I think those were the main three. Hmm. Oh, are those actual like figures for the are those what, what Joy Toy is uh, the company that Joy makes Toy. like uh, yeah they make actual like figures right? Oh yeah, no, those are like big. They've been making a lot of Warhammer like larger scale marine figures and stuff. Those are um, dope. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Hell yeah. Anyway, um, so the Raven Guard. When you when you think of the Raven Guard, when you think of the general vibe of the Raven Guard, the thought should mainly be uh, the the uprising kind of thing. Uh, you, obviously, there's the stealth and everything, but you should generally think about tearing down the oppressors, you know, freeing oh. the 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 slaves, that kind of thing. That that's their general gist, and I think it's 
a good way to to put them is like emo salamanders. <laughs> Raven Guard are, are like surprisingly cool with humans. Okay. They they actually give a shit. Now they're a bit um they're a bit curt with how they speak. Mm. Uh they don't very necessarily direct have to the point. Very direct, few words, uh, but they are mostly really about like like they're, they're pretty cool with humans. They they give a crap about the general humans. They're just a little different in how they give a crap about them. Right, um, right. They which I think leads us to the humor and like the downfall of the Raven Guard is that in a sense they serve the Imperium, which is basically just the slavers from Deliverance. Yeah, I was gonna say it's the, it's the same problem that the Salamanders have, where it's like, yeah, we care about you, until Biggie tells us that we need to, you know, exterminate your planet. Right. There, there's this this interesting kind of contradiction that you can accept, where the Raven Guard made their name by revolting against their slave lords and becoming their own group, only to then assimilate to themselves into the Imperium for new slave lords. Yeah. Just the slave lord that, you know, gave their chain a little more slack. But still, yeah. they're basically in servitude. But for the most part, uh, like Corvus was really... Uh, the, the two Primarchs he was the closest with was actually Gilliman and Russ. Um, for, for different interesting reasons. Gilliman uh, and him were actually surprisingly close for the, the tactical and how many times they trained. Uh, and then there was also Russ, which... To him was kind of like the other side of the coin. Where, oh, um, yeah, where he's very stealthy and whatever Lehman Russ is like, he's a battering ram. There's nothing stealth about him. He is just going in. But also like how they view themselves in combat as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of like feeling of themselves. Like it, it's, it's weird. So as a Raven Guard person, there is often a lot of times where you feel like you're like it's saw self-doubt. Which I guess mm-hmm. kind of maybe goes into the emo memes. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably. I was I was about to say that's a little on the nose, isn't it, for uh, the emo swoosh guys? Uh, all everyone else, everyone else loves the run in blazing and like mm-hmm. get the glory and all that kind of jazz. And so, not running in blazing is kind of it makes them feel like like. It's how do I describe this? It's like telling a, a a kid who's like, "It's okay, Timmy. You're allowed to go be stealthy. There's no, there's nothing wrong with that. That's totally fine." <laughs> right, like, and and Timmy just wants to run in, screaming at the top of his lungs, flailing his arms around. T- Tim, Timmy, Timmy is is Mr. Ravengar guy, and he wants to be stealthy and sneaky and fun, but he like sometimes they feel bad about it. Like, it's not what they're supposed to be doing, but that you kind of got to re-fix that in their minds, so. Oh, wait, so the Raven Guard feel bad about being stealthy because that's just kind of not the way Space Marines are supposed to be? Too too, too broad, too broad, encompassing. Like, they sometimes feel that way. Oh, okay, it's it's not like it's something that's constantly uh, clawing at the back of their mind. It's just sometimes they feel that way. Sometimes they have this okay. self-doubt that space marines aren't supposed to be this type of person. But right, right. Uh, accepting the the a path in the Raven Guard really kind of comes down to working that mentality out. Mm-hmm. Um, which, speaking okay. of, let, let, let's talk. Let's let's start from the bottom. Let's talk about their recruitment. Started from um, the bottom. Now we're here. All right, well, now we're here. Dies on his fun. Ouch. Dang, I was just trying to make a quirky pop culture reference, and then you had to make it depressing. I don't need to hear pop culture references Sheesh. from boomers. Hey, whoa, hey, whoa. Whoa. Not that old, but still. Whoa. So, so whoa. Uh, aspirants are considered to receive the gene seed of their chapter after coming through with a couple of tests. Uh, they obviously go through the usual backbreaking, ridiculous training that all space marines go through. Of Harsh course. training on the like force domes on the moon of Deliverance and Kiavar. Horribly lethal conditions: little food, water, sleep. And their main thing is to evade and kill the monsters and mutants that are on uh, Kiavar and the moon. Okay, typical, typical space marine uh, initiation. Sure. Yep. Sounds about right. 
just with a more stealth based approach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is a really interesting thing called the trial of justice to see if they are fit to uphold the ideal of Corvus himself, where they are strapped to a chair in total darkness and are examined by a librarian and given questions by chaplains. Now, all the questions are related to things like courage, loyalty, freedom, justice, uh, and hypothetical scenarios, moral dilemmas, and they're forced to give solutions. But the thing is, there is no right answer. Um, ah, just varying shades of gray. Not, no, not, not, not that. More so, if you attempt to lie and be dishonest to make your answers seem better, the librarian will read your mind and know what you're doing, and then you will immediately on the spot be made into a servitor. Oh, wow. That's okay. That's, that's pretty hardcore. So uh, if, if you're going into this test, don't lie at all, period. Like, you just be 100% honest, because if you try any sort of shenanigans, you, are, you, you immediately get turned into a servitor. Is that what you said? They, they uh, uh, an attempted dishonesty has one killed and made into a servitor. Yeesh. The, the idea is not a, is not that your answers are more morally correct than others. It's the fact that you are not lying. And so, if you say we should rescue the civilians because that's the right thing to do, you better not be fluffing it up for your resume. You better yeah, actually you better goddamn mean it. mean it. Yeah. Sheesh. Well, I mean, that's that's one way to make sure that you get. You know, people that are indeed uh, loyal and and fit the bill, because sheesh, you literally I mean, can't get anything else. I mean, space marine space marine inductions are are all absolutely insane. Uh, yeah. This one is just a little bit more of a trial of the mind. There yeah, is, of also, course, the physical trials. Like, there's one yeah. where you have to go 200 miles in lethal territory in three days with no food and not be spotted by a native predator. So go fast, go far, and be stealthy. Mm-hmm. Although I guess, honestly, as far as space marine trials go, being honest isn't the worst thing that they could throw at you. It's just like, yeah, you just got to be honest. Just don't don't lie to me. Don't don't fluff yourself. That's it's not that bad actually. It's just you know, don't lie. It's it's really more about the judgment of character. Sure. Um, yeah. And I mean, but after that, then you get thrown into a 200 mile sprint with uh, yeah, avoiding that's... predators. So it's not like it's going to be a cakewalk after <laughs> that. The after part seems way worse The just, oh, hey, tell the truth is pretty easy when the next thing is. Yeah, by the way, get here in three days. Don't get seen by anything or you die. And after that, once you get done with all that stuff, you get put in as a Space Marine Scout, 10th Company, which is always where the new aspirants go. And then, and they have a bit more scouts than normal because they're the Raven Guard. Mm-hmm. But after that, they, you know, a few more years of service with the 10th Company, get a new name, and then, uh, or, and then you, you join the Raven Guard, you know? Good stuff. Hooray! Hooray! You're part of the Hooray. Raven Guard. Now, some of the Raven Guard, uh, have this really, interesting cultural tradition. Uh, now, it's all based about ravens, because ravens are actually uh, native to the... Oh, I think it's native to Kiavar. Yeah, the forest of Kiavar. Wait um, a minute, Bricky. Are you telling me that the Raven Guard have cultural symbolism with a raven? It's the fact that there are ravens that exist on the planet, DK, <laughs> in a non-Earth-like planet, you shitter. <laughs> I, I, I'm just clarifying. That's all. I'm not saying one way or another. I'm just, I'm just clarifying. I'm just making sure I understood the information and the assignment. Bailiff, smack this man's nuts. <laughs> I, I, I'm, yeah, dude, I can't wait for you to check out the Space Wolves episode. You're going to be shocked. Oh, yeah, I bet. You're going you're gonna to lose your goddamn mind. Wolves in space? Nay, good sir, nay. So, the Raven Guard, some of their cultural stuff, as they are battle brothers, uh, has them, of course, as rather grim and brooding. They're very blunt, uh, relatively direct. And don't often smile because they're just grim and brooding. Yeah, isn't wouldn't that be the case for like most uh, space marines? They're kind of just very serious, very kind of 
you know, grim brooding, we have a job to the emperor, you know? Well, I guess it's more like, how do I, like, so, so uh, space Marines naturally are that way in general. Yeah. This is like a cut above. I think ah. of I'm, I'm thinking of someone like a bro- when I think of like a brooding nature, I think of someone like I don't know, like like an imperial fist, or maybe like like an iron warrior, someone who's just kind of bitter. Yeah, but their bitter is not necessarily malicious. It's just it's like a like a storm cloud is always over their head. Um, sometimes they have little quips and stuff, but they're they're more about like the strong, mysterious type. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, like. You know, their history is is liberators of slaves, you know? Yeah, that's fair. They're probably not going to be yucking it up too much. Uh, Space Marines on duty will not be joking around. People forget that they do take that armor off and have time where they hang out. True. Like in uh, all of the all the books we've read. There's, uh, usually if there's a space marine, there's a moment. I mean, even even like the chaos space marines have moments where they, you know, yuck it up with each other, you know, and yeah. They're, oh, I was about to unironically say they're human after all, and I was like, mm, eh. mm, eh, mm, maybe not. Well, one fun thing about them, though, is like when they are hanging out, they're one of the few marine chapters that actually created their own version of alcohol. Um, Ooh. Because alcohol can't affect a space marine because they're they're uh, too strong. Yeah. Um, but space too quickly, right? Right, but Space Wolves made themselves a horribly poisonous, like, mead that gets them drunk. Oh, yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Raven Guard made themselves a wine. And so <laughs> I want you to think about, like, two pale-ass Raven Guard enjoying wine in, like, a dark room with a fireplace. Nevermore, like, you know. Yeah. And growling post And they made, a, they made a red wine, too, right? It's a very, like, almost blood red wine, I bet. I mean, you know, them and Sanguinius got to have something in common. Oh yeah, sure. Why, why do they have to have something in common? Oh, because blood. That was the that was the joke. No. Okay. No. Nope. Um, but uh, they actually developed themselves a specific form of sign language called Corspake. Uh, it is taught Ooh. to all members of the Raven Guard, and it is to make sure they don't risk themselves uh, to be detected through using the Vox or speaking. Yeah, so, I was about to say that 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 makes so much sense because they're they're all about being stealthy. So of course they'd make up their own silent sign language, so that it's easier for them to avoid detection. That's cool. I like that. And it's a way they speak a lot and like a cultural significance. So I could see them drinking wine and talking in sign language. Basically, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, um, that's cool. I like that. That's very fitting for them. So there are a couple interesting other uh, side bits of the of the their culture. Uh, there's the thing called the rites of shadow. Uh, it is basically sign language for traditional questions and answers in complete silence to separate one from uh, other battle bu- other battle brothers. My goodness, I apologize. Mm-hmm. Yum um, yum. Love eating words. I well speaking I, of I do it speaking, all the time. <laughs> speaking of good eating. Um, there is a cool thing called Corvia that they do, which I think is actually a really fun little tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically like a meditation or a spirit quest. You know, for, for us, we meditate by, I mean, we have apps for it. We'd sit in silence. We, you know, who knows what it is. Um, I don't think I've ever meditated or even tried. I have. It's shockingly hard. Yeah, I was going to say, because like, it's very easy to just like sit in silence and be like, oh, yes, I'm meditating. But I, I never reached that like that sort of Zen state where you're like actually, you know, never, never, never done it. Never really. Yeah, it's it's difficult to, I think, just keep quiet for such a uh, a long. I mean, it's not even a long period of time, probably like 10 minutes. But yeah, especially when you're such a blowhard like me, it's really hard to just be quiet for like <laughs> half an hour of silence. What? Well, I think it's also because when you're doing, we're so overstimulated right now with oh, with God, media yeah. that just mm-hmm. what's the Bo Burnham thing? Everything, everywhere, all of the time. Anything and I, everything, all of the time. There we go. Haven't seen it. Sorry. It's it's all right. It's it's a good song. Um, point anyway. So of course, with Raven Guard and with Space Marines in general, their spiritual quest is not uh, a walk in the park. It's a uh, hunting. Um. Mm. 
And so there are the tiny little ravens that are native to the forests of Kiavar. And so the point of the aspirant is to sneak up on the bird physically oh. and then grab it with their bare hands and snap its neck. Oh, um, wow. All right. So, I mean, well, the snapping the neck part is is part of the, the tradition because then you might notice in a lot of the uh, images of Raven Gar, but they, they often have little raven head skulls on their body. Almost I as like uh, little totems and stuff. I, I did not notice that before. Uh, that sounds a little, <laughs> I gotta be honest, that sounds a little deranged. Uh, but hey, it's 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 40k. That's <laughs> that's the point. Um, they're, they're space marines. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, being stealthy enough to sneak up on like a raven is is pretty stealthy though. So that's that's an appropriate little uh, feat for them, I suppose. I, I don't. I feel like you don't have to snap the poor bird's neck, but yeah. That's well, funny. let's whatever. I think think about what meditation is for a a person who only knows war. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess, you know, meditation for a space marine. Like, oh, I caught a bird. <laughs> I just gave it its big break. So that that's that's their... I mean, it takes months to really properly train for this thing. Because like, you have to sneak up on a bird. You, the space marine. Yeah, the big hulking space marine. Yeah. That's and great. then you need to grab the bird with your hands. It's very difficult. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But they wear these little totems around around their neck and stuff in in battle. These uh, these little corvia totems. And if any of their battle brothers die, they'll often try to get the totem and then go return to Kiavar and bury the skull uh, in the soil. Oh yeah, um, yeah, as a last memorial, sure. And it's interesting too because <clears throat> they kind of they do have like a return to earth vibe with a lot of their stuff. Uh, if a raven guard is killed. Uh, they will often be stripped of all of their equipments, trappings, and the corvia itself. Have their mm-hmm. gene seed harvested and just left, and, and have the local carrion birds just feed on them. Oh, hey, that actually makes sense that they would want the local carrion birds to like feed on them because they're like the, you know, the the bird sim- symbolism, and you know, return to the earth the way you came, and you know, feed the ravens, and that's kind of cool. I don't, I don't hate that. It's a uh, shy says it's a real life burial style called sky burial. Where you just kind of let oh. them decompose in the elements. Oh, okay. Sure. Return to the earth, feed the earth, <clears throat> feed the local populace and sure. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a whole thing. It makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense for the Raven guard too. Um, makes so up for is... all those Ravens they killed. <laughs> yeah. They, they'll, they'll feed some more birds that way. Yeah. So, there is an interesting thing with their gene seed. Um, so the Raven Guard's gene seed is not particularly stable. Oh, what a surprise in 40K. Unstable gene seed. Uh, it, theirs is a little bit reminiscent of the Blood Angels one, like the Black oh. Rage. Not that bad, um, but it's called the Sable Brand. S-A-B-L-E. Oh, okay. Um, it is a form of like battle madness, which is a cold blood determination to fight with no regard for self-preservation, coupled with the inability to separate the whispers of the dead from the words of the living. So Ooh. one of the issues that they have with Raven Garb is that sometimes you can kind of hear the whispers of the dead. You can just... Ooh. Hear like the, the the slight like. Oh, that yeah, that's enough to make a man crazy. And so this, uh, they can you know push it out, but the sable brand makes it so you just cannot discern the difference between the dead and the living. And it does give them the night lords of uh, jet black eyes when they're going through it. Oh well, so hey, at least at least you know. At least it's just very obvious when it's happening. Wait, wait, wait. So can they always hear the whispers of the dead? Uh, the Okay, so the whispers of the dead is like a... It's a little hard to specify. Because obviously, if you're hearing the whispers of the dead, that generally means that you're probably hearing like their soul or or the, the, the psychic leftover presence from their dead soul. 
sure. warp, warp attunes, <clears throat> that kind of jazz. Yeah, it's some warp shenanigans because that's where the dead go, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, as far as I know, uh, they can, but it's a oh. bit of like a... <sighs> Whispers of the Dead is a hard thing to describe because it's not like you're walking. It's it, what's the the Baldur's Gate thing where you can like talk to animals? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's also talk to the dead, but you can literally only ask a corpse five questions and then it disappears and you can't you can't ever talk to it again. Right, like it's not that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's not like you're you're communing. I think it's just the the it, we've been playing Dark Tide a bit lately. You know how the demon host speaks. Uh, yes, I do. Try to avoid it, but yeah. Uh, imagine that, but like half the amount and quieter, like like a little bit of like a buzz, okay. buzz, 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 buzz. Yeah, that kind of, that kind of crap. I, I just I just didn't realize that they could like hear it at all, right? And then once they get affected by the sable brand, it's just like it's ever present, and it's like yeah, that's a real voice, all right. And they kind of can't figure out that that's a dead person. They just get it confused with like actual voices. Yeah, that's the problem with the, when the sable brand goes goes full stop. Right, uh, is they the, stop realizing that that's the dead, and they're just like, "Yep, that's the voice. It's telling me to kill shit. I better go do it." They just can't discern the difference between the two, okay. between the living yeah, and the dead. Yeah, I just uh, didn't but, realize they could hear the dead. Period. Uh, but the effects are, um, are the effects are. Well, you say hear the dead. Period. It, it's more like a feeling, like. The Blood Angels oh. <laughs> will have, have their issue of, like, the Black Rage is kind of getting at them. The Red Thirst is getting at them. But they can be like, all right, push it down. You know, yeah. like, like I feel blood. it. I feel it, but I'm good. I feel it, but I'm good. This is like, I can't. Both are loud, uh, but it is not permanent. Its effects okay. are not permanent, uh, but it is pretty present for those who suffer from it and more, more commonly. Um, okay. But... In a pretty cool method, Corvus has decided to try to find a way to control it. And he developed something called the Trifold Path of Shadows. Ooh, fancy. I like it. It is a, it is a very, very interesting teaching. Uh, it's now trifold, three-pronged, like a, like a short trident or mm-hmm. a, a three-bladed lightning claw. And... Do you remember when we talked about Eldar, when we talked about the Phoenix Lords and how you could join like a certain temple depending on how you were as a person, like the striking scorpions or the howling. Oh, banshees. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. It's this is kind of like that. You pick one of the paths of shadows to force your your gene scene law stuff into like a certain purpose. Oh, cool. I did not realize this was a thing. It's so there's the, I don't know why you would. We haven't well, talked know. about it yet. Well, I don't know. It, it it seems like a pretty big deal for the Raven Guard, and you know, usually when it's that big of a deal, people will talk about it, and I'll at least hear, you know, a little something something about it. But like, I didn't realize there were like subsects like this for for the Raven Guard. It's cool. I like it. Oh, the first path is the Shadow of Ambush. Second is Stealth, and third is Vigilance. Uh, okay. You pick one of them, and you master that path. And through that, you bring the possibility of victory, uh, mastery of two rendered triumph likely, and all three means that the foe's defeat is all but inevitable. That was his whole teachings. Okay, cool, cool. So you, it, it's good to be able to get this kind of like, like pick a path, stick to it. So, you know, ambush tactics, stealth tactics, or, or vigilance, uh, which is more like spying for the most mm. part. They all seem like they kind of go hand in hand. Like, if you're good at one of them, you're probably going to be good at the other two. Probably why you can master all three paths. Yeah, I was going to say, at some point, surely you got to, like, and, and that's probably, like, the ideal, right? Is that at some point you do go down every path. Because it's like, once you're good at stealthing, well, you're going to be really good at ambushing. Or, honestly, you should probably go down the vigilance path first, because that's, you know, anyway. But, yeah, cool. So, so mastering all three is really is really helpful and obviously good for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um. But you know, there's a, there's a question that people always ask about the uh, the Raven Guard and stuff. Which is how are they so stealthy with wearing Mark whatever giant armor <laughs> and those and those just ever so quiet jump packs? Eh? I mean, those look like they're so silent. You know. So that is a 
that is an interesting thing where it's two parts. GW does do their best to try to explain it and try to rationalize it the best they can. And on the other hand, you have to say, it, it, like, like, so someone asked me a question uh, when I was streaming Dark Tide. They were like, how are the rejects not just horribly sick after every engagement? <laughs> uh, and, and the answer is always, because a video game has to happen. Yeah, because the story has to advance somehow. All right. You ha- there has to be some suspension of disbelief. There has to be some like, yeah, just just roll with it. Does it make sense? No. But look, we we, we just got to move forward. eh? And so they do their best uh, for the most part. What they do is something called wraith slipping. And wraith slipping is is a combination of both the mind and a martial art. Um, What's what is what is it? The ninjas call it is it ninjutsu or Uh, something? Well, it's like it's like a martial art of being a ninja. So it's not just about how you move and conceal yourself and where you go and having a light step. But it's also about muffling your armor's sound. Things ah, like okay. Things like uh gels or or packing material, even cloth and stuff to muffle the servo movements of the armor. Oh, so so okay. That's 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 I I like that explanation for like how the big armor is so stealthy like they're putting noise dampening stuff on on all the parts that make too much noise and they've learned how to like move properly so that even in big clunky armor they don't make too much noise i like that uh you know that's that's all right it is more of like a martial art more than anything (laughs) like (laughs) that Oh, <laughs> all right i'm sorry you have to use the if look if please if, use that please put that i don't know who you have to credit or who we have to pay or if we have to pay anyone but that has to go in it it's it's porn it's just porn well yeah that the, those those two lovely looking ladies certainly but you know not in it's, front of my salad <laughs> it's it's great it, it's it's really funny for that method but yes it is yes. You think of it more like martial art training. Like, obviously, they're wearing jet black armor, so that helps a lot. Um, well, dude, that depends where you are. It's not going to help on, like, Mars. Yeah, but if it's night. I suppose. It helps if it's night. <clears throat> um, yeah. There's a lot of the martial arts stuff, the, the dampening of the servos, the the quieting of their of their power packs. You know, there was also that flyer we mentioned, the whisper, or there was, like, the whisper cutter which airdrops like 10 Marines in total silence using gravity stuff. Oh, yeah. It's just the all-black uh, Thunderhawk, right? Right. So that kind of stuff is still there. But then you can actually get to the even higher level of stealth, which is what the things uh, that are done by the sh- uh, what are called Shadow Masters, which are a really high-ranking uh, version of the, well, like probably maybe, maybe captains, but... Mm-hmm. Regardless, they're called Shadow Masters. Um, they're Battle Brothers, but they specifically have a little bit of the Primarch's ability to Shadow Walk. That uh, effect Ooh. on the on the mental uh, the mental effect on mortals' minds. Mm-hmm. So it's really it's really good to be able to kind of trick the mortal mind into just not thinking they're really there at a smaller degree, like Corvus could when he was going around with with the slaves on uh, Deliverance. Yeah, where he could stand right in front of them and they wouldn't even know that he was there. Uh, do the, which, I don't know, maybe you're going to get to this, but are there any psychers in the Raven Guard? And can they do any sort of, like, besides just the, the upper echelon captains, and can they do any sort of mind trickery? Or is this, like, the only instance, just these upper captain guards that are like, yep, you don't think I'm here. I'm not the droid you're looking for. And they just Jedi mind them. Oh, uh, absolutely! There are psychers, and not okay. all, and and they absolutely do that kind of stuff. Uh, the other option for the psychers is, yes, being even sneakier, shrouding <laughs> shrouding people in all kinds of fancy pantsy psychic stuff. That there's even one for, I think it's the Raptors uh, chapter, which is literally just a psychic ability to make them snipe better. Hell yeah, brother! Why not? Yeah, I mean, we we love sniping. They love yeah. sniping, and so it's just some really good farsight ability, uh, not tower-related, that is, um, to just... Mm-hmm. I see what you did there. I, you know, I, 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 do my, I do my best. 
but yeah, you can. It's just lots of stealth stuff, shrouding their their bodies in uh, in all kinds of fancy pantsy stealth abilities, all that kind of jazz. Like, yeah, is hundred percent one of those main things that the librarians often utilize. I was going to say that might have been the better way to explain how they could be stealthy in power armor is just like, oh, yeah, every Raven Guard just has a little bit of innate psycherness that just makes them able to kind of shroud themselves with the warp nonsense or whatever. Instead of just like, yeah, I put foam dampeners on my massive power armor. It's a both. They're trained (laughs) like ninjas. They they move like ninjas, but at the same time. They also have all of this extra, sh- uh, all these extra bits and and, yeah. and baubles. Not to mention, most space marines have a teensy bit of their Primarch's ability, but like in its own way. True. And so, true. You can imagine that even even if, as despite how hilarious those uh, those pictures are, you can <laughs> maybe have like like a mortal might see something out of the corner of its eye and he should have detected you but maybe your tiny little gene seed thing uh oh yeah a little the bit. little bit that you got from Corvus is kicking in and you're just out of Must their have been the wind vision. yeah yeah, yeah. although i do like thing. the idea of just like a a raven guard in their downtime just kind of tinkering with their armor and just screwing it a little differently and just building it a little different for silence i kind of like that idea too so that actually makes a good speaking of tinkering of armor. Um, it's an interesting thing to note because a lot of the like like Corvus, for example, and when you think of a lot of the chapters that had like that care about humans a bit more than normal, the, the Primarchs that do, mm-hmm. they normally had some kind of figure kind of helping them. Um, so for example, like Vulcan had his adoptive father, uh, Gilliman oh, had yeah. both of his adoptive parents. And for Corvus, he had, I mean, you could almost call it a sister, but it's like a really close female friend um, growing up in the slave era. Okay. Um, Did we talk about that last episode at all? Not really. Uh, Again, he doesn't have a really uh, extremely in-depth book on his childhood. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, But for the most part, he had uh, this, uh, we'll go with sister, it's easier. Um, okay. his kind of like sister growing up and she was one of the ones that really helped teach him how, like caring for other people as she was a mortal. And he obviously grew up really, really, it didn't work for Percherabo cause I'm pretty sure he strangled his sister to death, but, um, you know, yeah, that sounds about right actually. Yeah. But you know, all that aside, it worked for him very well because it was teaching him the importance of, of the mortals and keeping her. Oh, before. Yeah. I I knew I knew what her last name was. I didn't know her first name. Her name was Nasturi Ephrenia. I I think it's Ephrenia or Ephrenia. Ephrenia sounds better. Nasturi Ephrenia. That's yeah. Let's go with Ephrenia. I like the way that rolls off the tongue. But she, much like the Alpha Legion, she was one of the people who really got into utilizing spies and and, es- and kind of like espionage a little bit. Um, oh, humans are pretty important in the Raven Guard. Because whereas Alpha Legion like to destabilize a government and then come in and make it rain snakes or something <laughs> like that. Um, yeah. I still love that. That's a canon story. Yep. Um, That's the crazy. Raven Guard do it in the opposite way where they have the humans there to try to help lead uprisings against bad people. And then that makes the Raven Guard's job better and easier. Ah, I mean that 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 does seem like something they'd want to do given how they started. So really the Raven Guard are like if the Alpha Legion were loyalist and not douchebags. They they're they're like the mix of the stealthy chapters for both the Chaos people. They're Alpha Legion and Night Lords together but good. <laughs> Which is a hell of a thing to say. <laughs> that is a hell of a mix. And, you know, it's a it's a good it's a good mix because they they work out properly. But it's like, what if we used our military destabilization to stop horrible oppressors as opposed to, you know, breaking the Imperium down and then stealing all their psychers and making them rain snakes? Yeah, Shai brings up a good point. It, It ain't hard to be good compared to the Night Lords. That's really not a difficult box to check. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, we're the good version of the guys that just 
senselessly slaughter everything and only fight things that are weaker than them and wear your skin. And it's, it's probably one of the reasons why the Raven Guard aren't like awash with serfs. You know, they, mm. they don't really have just a, a, a constant volume of menial slaves because they, they kind of give a shit. They're like I said, they're kind of like emo salamanders. They yeah. kind of they care. And not only do they care, but humans are a tactical advantage. It's really hard to to uh, be a spy when you're a space marine in yeah. the group. Also, those minis are so cool. Oh, my God. I you really like your bird jet pack, don't you? I really, really do. I I don't know if I'm going to start shopping at Hot Topic now or anything, but God, those are so sick. I I am I am shocked that you uh whew, that, that you that you enjoy these these so much. Yeah, those are so cool. I yeah yeah. I you you got a lot of you you got a, a really big fan for for black with like wings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the exact same thing when we were talking about the, the Dark Angel's Raven Wing and the bikes that have the. Oh, the big yeah, wings it, was, on the it side. was the exact same. Yeah. DK's got a type. I do. I have a type, and it is it is very clear. Although I have unironically shot the Hot Topic before, so maybe this I mean, all fits. I bought some of Hot Topic too, but I just don't do it a lot. Oh, well, yeah, well, still. Because Hot Topic sucks. Yeah, yeah, but it fit the meme, man. It fit the meme. Chat so never. Ever work at Hot Topic? They are going to scream Ooh. at you to sell credit cards, and then and and they will lower your hours if they don't if you don't sell enough credit cards. Yeah, shopping at Hot Topic totally fine. I would not recommend trying to be employed there. That like even in the most ideal of circumstances, that does not seem like it would be a very fun job. Although know, it's retail, so when would it be? I know like nine people who have worked at Hot Topic, and they all say management is horrendous, like some of the worst. Yeah, believe it. I, I do not doubt it. Anyway. Yeah. Outside Off topic of, rant aside. Hey, anyway, well, I mean, you know, hot, hot topic. It's 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 on it's on topic. Hot yeah, topic that's, that's on topic. Oh, bang, bing, done. bam. Really just. So, of course, the Raven Garb operate with their smaller numbers, but since they operate in such a more stealth like manner. They don't really need as many numbers to get a lot of jobs done. Instead of just throwing men at the problem, they're, you know, a sm- small strike teams can, you know, oh, this, yeah. turn off life support to stabilize a reactor, remove a void shield, you know, all kinds of various options to really kind of yeah. be in the back and cause the issues that they're trying to cause. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, there are some fun little relics that they uh, that they have that we always like to talk about in these various Ooh, things. Relics, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, it also kind of suits them that they can have, like, fewer space marines, like, do the job, because their numbers aren't big. Because uh, they got, their numbers, you know, they got kind of messed up in the drop site massacre, so it's probably better that they can do uh, important missions with, you know, fewer space marines, because they don't have a lot to spare, do they? Not as many as the other chapters. Though, yeah. granted, it has been 10,000 years, but I don't think they've recruited as fast <laughs> as all the others. Fair enough. Um, like, for example, there is something called Ex Tenebris, which is a masterworked bolter with an elaborate and effective blast cowl that makes its shots all but completely silent. Uh, apparently, uh-huh. <laughs> it's a bolter with a uh, with a, a silencer, eh? I mean, basically, but a super <laughs> silencer to where it literally makes no noise. Uh, uh, it would have to be a super silencer. It's attached to a bolter. Like, well, yeah, a, a <laughs> muzzling mega that silencer. thing. That's, that's got to be like a friggin' trash can size silencer. Uh, or what, what's the what's the Simpsons image image with the guy who has the loudener? And it's like a big funnel. Oh, Yeah. I know Shy knows the clip. I I, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Just but or, yeah. originally it was actually utilized. Uh, it was it was uh sorry rumored it was meant to be forged by Korax himself as a gift for Kurz. Uh, but then the Horus Heresy happened, so now it was given to other people. Ah, uh, oh, you're right, Shy. You can see the silencers on those minis, and they just oh, they look normal. Yeah, you got huh. you got to think that it's a 40k version of a silencer, so it must be pretty good. That's true. Fair enough. Yeah, I guess all their relics are probably going to be stealth based, aren't they? Because that's 
their thing. Um, there is the Raven Helm, which is uh, this kind of goes along with their stealthy vibe as these kind of various um, relics from the chapter. It mm-hmm. shrouds its wearer in a flickering halo of darkness that distorts their outline and confounds the most sophisticated enemy sensors. So when combined with the general like martial uh, arts talents of the Raven Garb, the enemies just don't even know if they even saw the person or just a weird shadow. Okay. Yep. Very helpful. Although, how how did how did that helmet get made exactly? Just because I'm like I'm like if you can make one of those, surely you can make enough for a squadron. And if you can make enough for a squadron, you can make enough to outfit the whole Raven Guard in them, and that's gonna help everybody. And DK, I know it doesn't work like that. I know, I know. They they lost the STC. They don't can't (laughs) refacture it. You remember? Where'd the STC for this relic that would really help all of us out? How did we misplace it? Ah, darn. There's only one left. Sorry, guys. That's I'm sorry. You're right. How foolish of me. You you say that, but like there are there are a million situations in which they found a relic from ages past, but don't know how to recreate it. That's like. Half of the fancy, like half or if not more of the fancy relics that everyone has in 40K is an old Dark Age technology thing they found, but don't know how to reproduce. (laughs) Fair enough. Man, the Dark Ages, like, I know it's been said before, but technology back then was so wild. Like, no wonder the Imperium was so absolutely, you know, where Lehman Russes were what, just construction vehicles or something? The uh, Bane blades were light scout tanks. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. The the Dark Age technology was like Necron deep sci-fi, like just just a, a the ability to control the universe at such an insane degree, and it's why yeah. STCs are so frightening. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think they actually got to Necron levels, but it was they're still pretty pretty nasty. Yeah, they're very nasty. Um, so there's a couple other things. Uh, there is the Panop. Panoply? P-A-N-O-P-L-Y. Panoply? Sure. Uh, Sounds right to me. Panoply of the Raven Lord. Uh, It said that Korax carried a number of personal weapons, uh, which he made for fighting a deadly opponent in personal combat. And these are artificer-crafted lightning talons that shred armors with ease, and it had also an energized whip, uh, a symbol of the overthrow of the tyrannical powers that held him captive which can be lashed out or used to ensnare with blinding speed. Nice, nice. Talons and whips. Cool, cool. Always, always fun. Mm -hmm. In more ways than one. Um, There is also uh, a pair of lightning claws known as Swift Strike and Murder, of course. (laughs) I like how one is, ah, yes, this is Swift Strike, and this one, this is Murder. This one does the murder. And this one strikes swiftly. This one, it's a pretty swift strike, but Murder. 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 Welcome to murder. They should both be called murder. There's also a whole bunch of random other uh, things that are just really stealthy versions of regular marine things. Like, this is a jump pack that utilizes weird old lost gravitic technology and makes zero noise. Oh, well, that's helpful. That is very helpful for a jump pack. There's all that kind of stuff. And and then, you know, then you go into, like, the, the Raven Guard ships, and of course they all have exactly what you'd expect there's shadow of the emperor plutonian share raven's valor second shadow shadow strike steadfast fearless triumph yep. like classic classic stuff on the nose names for for uh for the raven guard for the space marines yeah yep and then you have all the shadow captains that go along with the raven guard but if if you if i leave you with anything involving the raven guard is that they get their edgy emo vibes mostly because of their kind of brooding, grim mentality and mindset. Mm-hmm. But they're they're not they're not like nihilistic assholes that just do awful things because they're awful. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they it doesn't sound like they do awful things. Period. Like they're just they're they're space marines that want to help and want to be stealthy. Wait, is it actually canon that Corvus hated poetry? <laughs> really? Why? They didn't. They didn't want him to seem too much like an Edgar Allan Poe reference. So just like poetry oh. would never. Oh. 
was was the nevermore too much or too too <laughs> little yeah the nevermore they were like mm, maybe that was a little on the nose guys we better rain this thing honestly after after what i've learned this episode it feels like the the sort of oh look at how black and shroudy and emo we are. I feel like that just comes from them wanting to be stealthy, like they're just shrouded in darkness, shrouded in 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 silence. They just they just want to be stealthy. That's why they're so emo. Is doesn't necessarily feel like they're extra broody or extra uh, more emo. It just yeah we want to be stealthy, so we 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 shroud ourselves in the shadows. Well, there's also the the. It's like they themselves are not the kind of group that would walk around grunting and being like an anime character. <laughs> they're, it's more the fact that they are shrouded in, in in complete black, wear the skulls of ravens around their body, uh, do lots of stealth tactics, have a guy who said nevermore and looks like that, <laughs> um, and so on. Uh, w- would you like to read this caption about poetry from Shy? Sure. His mentors on Lysaeus had taught him of poetry, of rhyme and meter and cadence, but he had never quite been able to see the appeal. Poems reminded him too much of the work songs the prisoners had invented to keep up their spirits while they had hewn with pick and laser drill at the unforgiving stone of the penal colony. Ah, so, so poems reminded of, him too much of slaver songs. Of chain, chain game music and stuff. Yeah, exactly. That, that makes sense, though. That's, no, that's a that's a yeah. That's all very fair. I I, I believe that. That's fair. Um, yeah. but for the most part, all of the the edgy emo vibes of the Raven Guard come from the things around the Raven Guard. For the most part, besides them being a bit more grim and dark than the others, uh, they still speak like normal Space Marines. They still do normal Space Marine things. But ironically, uh, to go against, they're, they're, they're quite the opposite of nihilistic. They are all about the uprisings and treating humans with a ton of respect. Getting oh, well, good tearing, for the Raven Guard. Yeah, tearing down oppressors, tearing down slavers. They're, uh, they are a kind group that don't look it. Good for them. Also, n- now that the episode is over and I see this picture, is that that's Corvus, right? Yeah, Which that's, that's Mr. Mr. Corvus. Mr. Corvus. Uh, yeah, now I'm just like, wow, look at all those raven skulls on him. <laughs> I'm just like, there's a raven skull, there's a raven skull, another one, another one. And yeah, now, now I see all the skulls hanging around him. Uh, Shy says, people will demand a Raven Guard vehicle and character episode, Bricky. We will do it later. Okay, don't riot. Well, I'm sure we'll have more uh, vehicle-based stuff because they have all these fancy, fancy... Um, vehicle type things that got going on with all their wacky uh uh wacky stealth technology and then they got a couple cool characters as well they don't have as many cool characters as some other chapters but they got a few yeah i i am i am absolutely down for more raven guard stuff i would love to see how they make a tank silent remember yeah, just... remember when we remember the remember when the world eaters had Land Raiders flying in the sky on trails of fire like <laughs> like magical pony by that one dude, the Lord Invictus. Yeah. Yes, I'm I do. Thinking, I'm just thinking of like, all right, time for the silent drop. And they just like throw a bunch of tanks A team style out of their Thunderhawks. <laughs> yeah, it, it just it just works. It, it just, just works. works. It just works. It's just silent. All right. Well, there's a little there's a there's a little bit of Raven Garden. Let's see if I they can like the Raven Guard. I and their minis are so cool. I I like it. I like it a lot. Here's an image of a real life tank silencer. No fucking way. There's no uh, way that's real. That has to be photoshopped. Uh I should I should call him. <laughs> I was about to say it's so phallic it's ridiculous. <laughs> I should call him shut I, up. I should call him. <laughs> All right, let's let's leave on the penis. Yeah, definitely.